we're back. And today we have a new guest, Maya. Hi. And a much more well-behaved show dog. <laughs> koi Koi. Uh, yeah. Previously, uh, in other episodes, Show Dog 6 would occasionally Hunt bark. Oh, no, bark, whine, skitter around. Mm. Yeah, so your dog's pretty chill. Oh, she's super chill. Yeah. And it's not, it's not even because I spilled any booze or anything. She's just born that way. Hashtag Gaga. So today, uh, we are enjoying what passes for summer in climate change Toronto. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I was invited to least, yeah. a rooftop barbecue by Maya, mm-hmm. which is why I'm recording with her today. And uh, Maya, please tell our listener what beautiful things we saw at the rooftop barbecue today. Oh, we saw lots of neighbors getting together. Lots of windbreakers. <laughs> lots of windbreakers. Uh, lots of drinking. Lots of lineups. Mm-hmm. Lineups for food. Very polite lineups. A lot of people bumping into each other. A lot of people saying sorry. Because Canada. Yeah. Every time I like backed up or like moved forward as we were like... That one woman with the walker who had like the two plates oh, of food yes, yes. who came through. And I was then quite impressed with her two plates of food. Backed it up and reversed it. Yeah. Like, can you please take this extra meal ticket that I have? Because yeah. you seem to know what you're doing. Yeah, no. I, lo- I loved her whole move. Mm. So, yeah, it's not exactly tank top weather right now. Yesterday it was oppressively hot and moist out. How big was your hair yesterday? Because I love when your oh, hair does in warm weather. It was massive. It was like completely untamable. But I'm just, you're downplaying Like sideshow Bob, sideshow Mel. It's crazy fucking cold today. I, it feels like fall. And I felt like I blinked. And I was like, what the hell? Did I miss summer? What the hell just happened? I'm wearing a toque right now. Had to check the date. Unironically. Okay, okay I'm not going to be too upset. Yeah. It's only the 13th. Maybe it's something with a number. Right. Yes, so I'm unironically wearing a toque. I'm wearing a toque because it's actually that cold. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Too yeah, I'm wearing my. Uh, it's not just you. It's not just me. Everybody was wearing jackets. Yeah, I'm wearing my adult pajamas, aka the only full body onesie that I own that I love because it's the first one of these that has ever fit my body. The only that's challenge. a onesie. Oh yeah. I'm so well. It's, not a, it's a onesie. It's like a jumpsuit or whatever they call it. It's got good stuff. Yeah, and then like look no where the idea. zipper is. Yeah, and yummy. I, I just showed myself to my apologies, listener, that it's not a video podcast because that would have been awesome for you. So <laughs> yeah, it's a one piece situation. The only challenge with it is the cleave is sometimes a bit aggressive. But again, I'm wearing a very hipstery scarf over it because again. You're just getting a hint? Yeah, but the cleave is nowhere near nipples. So yeah. It's not offensive. Yeah. It's not like you're on the verge of a slippage. Yeah. No. No, everything's in there. There's also, you know, a foundation well garment. Well maintained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a foundation garment with some padding even. It's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an older lady. There's no need. <laughs> yeah, you're so old. <laughs> and even when I was younger, I mean, I like the aesthetic of side boob in an outfit that it's designed for. No, I'm not going to say never because there's certain dresses on a red carpet where I actually am like, oh, that looks interesting. You know what? You need to be a certain proportion and the dress needs to be cut perfectly and tailored perfectly. It needs to be darts to structurally hold things. I feel like, you know, a Kravitz or even a young uh, Jennifer, uh, when she was like winter bone time, like first X-Men, 
where you know everything's in its right place and you no, have I think as soon as you say side boobs, like, something's hanging out, and that's just what's not, not hanging your out. best look. But I'm just saying, like, I could never fully rock side boob without there actually being a bra visible because I always, always wore something that would keep most of the fun areas. Contained? Yeah. So even though, in? So that's the thing. Locked when I'm wearing loaded? something like this, where I feel like it's an age-inappropriate amount of cleavage, I know the action areas are all covered by a foundation garment oh, yeah. under my clothing. No, I think I think this is very age-appropriate. Very enjoyable. I like how you much should. you're staring at my chest yes. right now. That's good. Yeah. yeah so well, well, now I want to see side boob. Like I well, want to see well, side boob. If I wasn't wearing the bra, no, then you would there's be, no side boob. There wouldn't be because. It holds it in the right spot, but if I was not wearing a bra, there would be more movement. Possibly. There would be, mm. yeah. Mm. Yeah. They'd, they'd get up I'm to... I'm reserving judgment. they get I, up I'm to not, all... I'm not ready to jump on the side boob wagon. I'm just not... Oh, no, it's not for everyone. Because whenever... No, whenever side boobs function, it's not good. Yeah. Yeah, I'll allow it. You know what? To each their own, right? Keep mm-hmm. them where you want to keep them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, strap them down, bounce them around, Whatever. Mm-hmm. Your body, your choice, ladies. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and I mean, we've had a lot of great dates over the years. I mean, uh, listener, Maya, basically between Maya and Mel, our, our normal podcast partner, uh, they're the two that I primarily take to events at the TIFF building. What? So like over the years, because, you know... Boyfriend goes home early, goes to bed early. I know, but why are we hanging out all together? Yeah, so why are we keeping it separate. Well, because most of the What's tiff, most of the tiff events, I only get a plus one. Oh. So for a good two year stretch, there, you were my default plus one. Right. After, especially after Aaron moved away. I know. So Ev. Yeah. So we went to some great stuff there at the Lightbox. You went to some of the like writer stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you go to the Nick Hornby one with mm-hmm. me? I yeah. sure did. Yeah. Like, uh, did you go to the Hannah one? No. Oh, that's too bad. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the piano one was great. Yeah. But yeah, we and we went to a couple of movies. You went to Top 5 with me. Mm-hmm. Oh, one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. in the last five years at the festival. Yeah. Yeah. That was just... That's on Netflix now, actually. Yeah, whenever we watch it, I just... Enjoy this moments once again. Don't yeah. want to spoil anything for anyone. Yeah. But yes. Seen it, but you should watch it. Listener, if you are... Uh, able to get your hands on top five. If you're in Canada, it's for sure on Canadian Netflix. I'm assuming it would be available on American Netflix, but who knows? It's a crazy world down there. So uh, top five is uh, fictional, but the character could be perceived as loosely based on an archetype of uh, comedian tropes, including Chris Rock himself, uh, Day in the Life, kind of a New York you walk and talk. It's almost... Um, Woody Allen-esque if he was funny to me and black. And into porn. Yeah. Yeah. And Rosario Dawson. Everyone's Lovely. New, everyone's new favorite bae. sweetheart. Yeah. I mean, she did back Bernie Sanders, which perhaps I, I secretly blame everyone who backed Bernie Sanders <laughs> for the current state of the world, but you know what? It's okay. She made a choice for herself. And advocated and was visible. And if anything, she was at least encouraging people to have a point of view and to get engaged and vote. What happened afterwards? See you, Yeah. My words exactly. So, yeah. So that's what's up. Um, the last event I went to at TIFF, I actually brought Mel, who isn't with us tonight. It was on 
fortunately a choice I made partially based on race uh, because the movie was called Step. It's amazing. The next time I record with Mel, we'll talk about it more. But it is a truly beautiful, inspirational story about uh, some young women who have a step team at a high school in Baltimore. And you get to see not just the stuff you expect from a documentary like that, but you really get to know a few of these young women and their families and their struggles. But also, it's not all like doom and gloom. It's also you're getting to see how things are changing, how there's programs at certain schools to help people um, move into a phase in their life that can hopefully, after high school, help them and their families, you know, hopefully, finally get a taste of that American dream that seems so elusive for so many. So anyway, it was the kind of movie where a stranger is reaching over and asking you if you have any more tissues in that purse, because that legit happened. And uh, really enjoyed it. So when it does come out, and I'm sure they'll be showing it at the Lightbox, I will be bringing Maya to that. I think it's coming out soon. Limited. It, it's been doing the whole festival circuit. It actually, it was at Sundance. It did well there. They've been touring it around. It did show at Hot Docs, which I didn't go to this year. Uh, but they didn't bring as many people. So when <clears> they showed <throat> it at Hot Docs, I think they did have some of the women on for like part of the Q and A via like a video conference. But this time for the screening, as it's starting to actually get a limited release, they brought uh, three of the young women from the team up, as well as mm. um, their coach, Coach G, as well as the college counselor and the director. And it was just, and that was the other thing. It was so great. It was just all these women on the stage. And you better bring me because I'm going to raise my hand yeah. and ask for a favor. Yeah, there was just, it was just all women talking like you get to the end of the movie and you realize there were only maybe one or two sort of male voices even sort of in the at-home stuff in the whole film that's and you didn't notice the absence that's fraternity step thing yeah. is very male dominated in the states yeah but i think there's also I mean, there's probably more female step teams than we know about but maybe we haven't seen as many on tv because again even when they finally show people of color you still have mostly men making the decisions Ooh, so, i only see people of color doing this stuff yeah. thing, so i didn't realize why people did it too mm-hmm. but so no 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 like no it's mostly no it's or? mostly black people yeah, but, yeah. People but i'm saying but right? you mostly see <laughs> sorry was that not pc no that was hilarious and i almost spit <laughs> out some of this beautiful drink you made me yeah yeah from the mint i grew my garden yeah yeah this cocktail it looks like something that you would have if you were Mrs. Who, Mrs. Which, or What's It, which, oh my God, have you seen some of the first pictures from Wrinkle in Time? Did you ever read Wrinkle I'm in Time? I'm sorry, Madeline Langle? Yes. Is that what you're talking about right yes. now? There's a resurgence. There's a movie that's being made. No, I didn't hear about this. What is going on? Okay, you know what? No, I heard about a TV series or something. Oh, no, no. And no. that was like 10, 20 years ago? No, no, no. You know what, listener, we're going to take a break because I want to show Maya some pictures not in the way you're thinking. And then we're going to start up. We're talking about uh, what she's been watching, what I've been watching, what we last watched together. And then we're probably going to go on a tangent about Jason Momoa. I've watched a lot of videos on his Instagram of him climbing things. And we're back. And we just watched a bunch of videos of a young Momoa on Baywatch Hawaii. 
So good. Hawaii. So good. Yeah. I was very confused. And then... And you straightened me out. We, Thank you. We also visited his Instagram page, Pride of Gypsies, where Maya got to enjoy uh, one of his videos of him climbing in an almost kind of inverted uh, wall situation. Tell me, Maya, how did you feel watching? Well, first of all, I wonder, how do you get that name, Pride of Gypsies? Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Brilliant save. Number two, I spent a good part last few months watching North Shore with Jason Momoa um, as the reason why I kept returning to it because the other actors were terrible. But super hotness, super hotness kept bringing back. And he's, he's also very charismatic and he's also, he's a pretty good actor. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize super hotness was just yeah. purely physical. Yeah. I'm always talking about a roundhouse metaphysical level. Yeah. I mean, we try. Voice timber, we, smoldering eyes. Uh, we obviously objectify. All that stuff. We spent the whole first segment talking about my cleavage. It's not that objectification is <laughs> bad or good. I don't want to ascribe a value to anything. I'm just saying that. He's also actually charismatic. There's tons of attractive people in that industry, but he does seem to have that something extra. And you don't land Lisa Bonet if you don't have a, a modicum of charm. I would agree. Because, I mean, Lenny Kravitz basically kind of just agree. stands there and oozes charisma. So to be her second husband, like you're following up, are you going to go my way guy? Mm. You're following up a guy who unironically went by the name of Romeo Blue and actually pulled it off for a while. I'd fucking run him down to say, get the fuck out of the way for Jason. Aquaman? But yeah, so... Let's go. He's he's really something. He's really something. He's a beautiful person, and I think part of the attraction is just that he lives it inside and out. It's not just a persona that he puts on. It's, it's how he lives his life. Yeah. It's absolutely amazing. And I mean, I love people like, you know, Joe Manganiello who talk about like when he was younger mm-hmm. and how he wasn't paying enough attention to his, you know, body and his career. And he's like borderline straight edge now. Like he's like super healthy and like barely drinks. If he does it all, I don't think he does really. And, but you see Jason Momoa like pounding Guinness in Ireland with his mom and, but he also was, like, very into fitness and health. But you see him, like, on his compound with his kids and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, Just being real. He seems to have a whole life. And I'm sure he's probably genetically blessed in a way that maybe some other people who manage to look like him might not be able to, you know, have maybe as many cheat days pounding Guinness as him and still look the same. But I also feel like the fact that he's able to I'm not even going to say indulge, just sort of do more things that a regular person would do, but also seems to enjoy the things that some people would call caretaking of your body, but he actually just seems to have fun grunting and climbing inverted. And Lord knows I have fun watching. So, you know, <laughs> thank you, Jason Momoa. Thank you, Jason Momoa. I can't wait for your movie to come out. I kind oh, of, man. I'm hoping that... Just based on other things that have happened, I'm hoping the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League. Oh, yeah, because um, the original director and his wife, their family, they had a horrible uh, incident. Uh, their son actually committed suicide. And what? so the original director from, from, from Justice League, they've taken a step back and they 
DC's brought in Joss Whedon to do the final edit and no, cut and some of the people. reshoots. However, since this is Joss Whedon, I'm kind of hoping that between uh, the fact that Aquaman's almost kind of the Thor of the DC universe, where there's mm-hmm. a bit more kind of humor and brawn, and I feel like that really leans into some of Joss Whedon's comedia stuff, and the fact that Wonder Woman's awesome and everyone loves her and she's great, and that Joss Whedon in general tends to give, you know, in most of his projects, more time for women. Um, I'm kind of hoping that the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League is a little more Wonder Woman and Aquaman than it may have been, whereas before it may have been more Superman and Batman. Like, they're great, whatever, and that the kid who's going to be playing Flash, that's fine, but I would love at least a good, solid, if the movie's going to run two hours, north of 20 minutes of time for each of those characters, either individually or together. I would love to see Wonder Woman and Aquaman interacting, because they both come from these kind of isolationist cultures, right? Like, he comes from Atlantis, and she comes from Themyscira, and they... I feel like they have a lot of uh, common uh, frustrations with the modern sort of Earth surface world Mm -hmm. about how people screwed things up. Him with regards to the environment, her with regards to, you know, patriarchy. So I also feel like it would just be interesting to watch those characters interact. And they're both beautiful. Yeah, they're both of the entire, like... DC Justice League, the most I'm interested in spending Maybe time with. Country Line dancing together. We don't mind. <gasps> I know, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god. Absolutely. I'd love to see them go to like a country line. I feel bar. like there should be a contest. Yeah. And what you win is you get to do Country Line dancing with people. Yeah. Or like a Thelma oh. and Louise tour without the going off the cliff. But you go no to a country bar. God you, damn. You have some uh, wild Get a turkey little bride with a coat back. Yes. A little Jason, a little Wonder Woman. Rob a bank a good or a convenience happen. store. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That is a good contest, man. Sign me up. Oh my God. That sounds so good. We were going to talk about more in this segment, but Maya's dry and we legit. Oh, I think we're going to drink. Don't worry. Yeah, we're, we're going to your notes. We're going to let her freshen up her drink, and we're going to get back. We're going to hear about Winona Earp because <gasps> I haven't watched any of it, and Maya's oh. been watching it. So that's going to uh, be girl. You missing out? All right, so we'll hear about that next. And we're back. The break was longer than planned, so if we sound slightly more watered, you are correct, listener. Uh, Maya, you've been watching Winona Earp, a show that I've been interested in watching but have not yet. Yes, because usually I look at Winona Earp and go, oh, no, it's another one of those shows. But So how do you watch it? What network is it on? Is it through a streaming, a channel? It's through Netflix. First season's on Netflix. Okay, cool. And quite enjoyably, there's a cowboy, and he will keep you watching because first episode. Does he ride on a steel horse? No, not quite a steel horse. Mm. But he's Canadian. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My eyebrow is raised and, coquettishly. Uh, yeah. Can you think about uh, Shit's Creek? Mutt on Shit's Creek? I've never Same watched. Guy. Okay. So this guy is now a cowboy with guns fighting demons. So I'm very intrigued. So it's sort of like a story. I'm just like a sexy cowboy version of Supernatural, but with a woman as the lead. Yeah, but the woman's the lead. Yeah, and I haven't really gotten into it because 
I really quite like her. And as far as first season goes, after the first episode, I was hooked. Okay. So I watched some of the trailer. Does she have some kind of magic gun as well? Because on yes. Supernatural, the yes. boys had a some magic gun. Yes, kind of situation. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, so, very so good. Very good. It's kind of like Buffy. Yeah. But, um... So there's a magic phallus kind of directing house. Sure, if you want to put it that way. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. You're too classy too, but I will. I really enjoy the show. Enjoyed it for the first season. Don't know what the second season's going to bring, but, uh... Regardless. <laughs> Is it funny at all? The Cowboy was very enjoyable to watch. Okay. And yeah, it was funny. It was cute. It was like, it was very enjoyable. I need to hear more about this cowboy offline. Yeah, I'm gonna play it for you. Yeah, because he's like super hot, super hot. And the last thing that you and I saw together was actually Wonder Woman. Oh, that, that was a good movie. So Mel and I previously recorded an episode about it, but uh, I know I saw it twice. Actually, I saw it with you, and I saw it with another friend. And amazing, yeah, it was really the movie I think we both needed at that time emotionally for hashtag reasons. But well, I think Robin, yeah, <laughs> the Amazon warrior, yes, was the figure to aspire to forever for I, the rest of your life. Uh, there was so much talk afterwards of people wanting a spin off, she's amazing, just, yes, you know. please, of just her, yeah, can you please like just put her. On a horse, running through a meadow, shooting Nazis with her bow and arrows, yeah. and yes, my life is complete. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it still blows my mind when I think back to Santa Barbara, Kelly Capwell, <laughs> and Princess Buttercup. It, Princess Buttercup. But the thing is, Absolutely. there was still an undercurrent of person underneath that and mm-hmm. I was just watching one of the actress roundtables I don't remember if it was the drama or the comedy and one of the actresses it was probably Minnie Driver she was talking about how mm. most female characters are so underwritten and you always have to like fill it and like make it more than what it is on the page and I feel like Robin Wright had been doing that already her whole career and then finally now at this stage where so few She's actresses so few actresses get a choice at this point, much less have multiple roles in multiple kind of, like, She's fucking genres. taking care of business all at once. Oh, my God. Oh, amazing. Oh in the best way. My God. I, I always underrated her. I didn't like her in Princess Bride. I, I thought loved she was, her. You know, I thought she was okay. Okay. But as soon as I saw her, in House of Cards, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. Was it second or third season in that, like, second season. gray gunmetal like, dress? Holy no. shit. What season was it with the sort of Putin-like character oh. where, like, that guy, was that second season? Was you don't think third? that was second season? I don't remember. I feel like it was second season. We're a little inebriated listener. I apologize. But anyway, it was that, you know, the guy comes, it's a kind of like a guest who's coming to dinner thing, and she's wearing that, like, dress that's almost as icy as her gaze. And it was just... Anyway, you just set up a notice, Robin Wright, and you're like, you are the fucking most amazing woman I've ever seen in my life. And then you see Wonder Woman, and you're like, fuck Wonder Woman. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The Amazons. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. She's the best. 
She's like, what? How old is she? 50. 50. 60? She's 50. I bet she's 60. I bet she's late 50s, 60s. And because that's like the trend with all these women. Well, I feel like now too. knowing what we know of what she's capable of, um, on one hand, anything. I believe that Robin Wright is too evolved to lie about her age. On the flip side, I also believe that if Robin Wright decided to lie about her age, she's fully capable of murdering everyone in like, the, <laughs> the hospital, yeah, the records sure. department. I would and, murder people like, for her. Absolutely. You know, erasing all records, digital, physical, and human that could prove her original birthday. Hmm. Yeah. So, who knows? She is what she says she is. Yeah. I think she's murdering people because she's amazing. Because she's fucking killing it every day. Killing it every day. What's a few people? And this, I just, I look at her and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be great if she could be even nominated for kind of like a best supporting actress for one woman. You think, I think of nope. things like, um, one of those Queen Elizabeth movies or whatever, or Shakespeare in Love. Wasn't Judy Dench nominated for something where she was on screen for no more than I'm five sure minutes or something? Was. I'm sure she Nominated? Maybe? Might I'm not sure. Cares. But yeah, like Robin Bright should at least be, it should at least be a four year consideration campaign. Every fucking list yeah. for a while. And everyone has to go, oh, yeah, I'm not touched Roman Wood. Yeah, she's amazing. And we're at a time now between Peak TV and some of the filmmakers that are out there where oh, this is the perfect time for Robin Wright to be reaching her full Robin Wrightness. Mm. And speaking of other filmmakers, the other thing we did in our break was we looked at the pictures from uh, Wrinkle in Time that had been released from Entertainment right. Weekly. So. Wrinkle in Time, a listener, if you don't know, is a classic book that I read as a small child many, many times because I was a lonely girl with glasses who played the violin and was on the math team. So I read that book a lot. And Maya also mm-hmm. was well aware of the book. Maya, however, was not aware that it's going to be a major motion picture. No, and I know where that you had to be like... A single person. Yeah. Well, I mean, I obviously follow slash stalk Ava DuVernay since that time I right. met her of course. in person. And of course. she called me sister. Makes and sense. I do know at that point, I apparently gave her at least a tenth of my soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, she called me sister on the context of taking a second selfie because she knew that we could take a better picture together. She's like, oh, no, sister, we can do better than that. And, like, after that, I didn't hear anything else. All I could smell was, like, just the fragrant oil from her braids and her awesomeness and deliciousness. But, yeah, 100%. Anyway, point is, Ava DuVernay has directed a film starring Chris Pine, who some of us may know as, from many of the debates with me and Mel, our favorite Chris. Although, you know. Our favorite Chris. I mean, Evans and Hemsworth keep trying to come for him, but... Pine is holding it down with Pratt in the last spot because of his questionable politics. And then also Mindy Kaling. Mm-hmm. I love her. And Reese Witherspoon. And uh, last but not least, one of the people you may have heard of, uh, Her Highness, the Queen Oprah. So already, I'm going. You're going. I don't know who else is going. I'm I totally hope this going. thing makes I can't wait. a respectable amount of money. But even if it doesn't, it's going to get at least three 
like in theater movie sales for me. Because I feel like, I don't know, is it coming around? I feel like it's the kind of movie that would be released around that sort of Harry Potter spot in like late November, December. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked what the release date is, but if it's in post-production and they're already releasing stills, I feel like it's either around then or next summer. But anyway, I'll be going multiple times. At least twice. I love that book so much. Like, I read that book. I stole it from the library and read it till it fell apart. Like, the glue came off the binding. No, I'm not pausing. Come for me, Glamorgan. K-6 school. I'm just shocked. It's like disintegrated. I'm just, like, a bit shocked. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because... (laughs) Nine-year-old me. Here we go. (laughs) Nine-year-old me was such a nerd that I read a book till it fell apart. That's the one thing. Actually, I don't think I stole it from the school library. I think I stole it from the public library because my sister worked at the library. She was seven years older than me. Mm -hmm. So I would sometimes after school, instead of going home, just go to the library at Agent Court Mall and read. And I had late fees but they just never had to be paid. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. I, I had an inside man. Yeah. It was great. So, yeah, I, I would sometimes read books until they fell apart. I mean, eventually I would bring them back, but it wouldn't be when they were due. It would be when I'd run out of space because I had too many other books that were already yeah. overdue. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean. Yeah, because I lived in a neighborhood that didn't have a library close by when I was growing up, but we had a bookmobile, so that was the other thing. It's like there were a waiting list of the bookmobile. So once you had a hookup, it's like you would get to skip the waiting list, and then you wouldn't have to return on time. Yeah. Again, there wasn't much competition for the kind of stuff I was reading. I was a huge nerd. <laughs> yeah. You're such a big nerd. Yeah, no, I, I, do, I, no. I 100% for sure deprive some other underprivileged, you know, negress girl from reading regular time. I'm sorry. Your life is less rich because of me. Stop it. Sorry, not sorry. But I read that book till it fell apart. It's so good. Me too. So good. Oh my god, when you talked about it, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me? Is this really happening?" It's happening. Oh it's happened. Oh yeah. I showed you the pictures. And then you're like, it's like it doesn't matter. It's like weird, like weird, like relational. Yeah, this is the month for matter. images. Between the pictures from I was like, really? Black really Panther happening? and the pictures from Wrinkle in Time. <laughs> yeah. Oprah like that. Yeah. There's hope for the future. The world is there great. There is hope. In- Oh my god, I'm like so shocked. Yeah. I'm really shocked. I yeah. think that's what it comes down to in most plays. Yeah. So I'm happy, you're happy, and I think we should just stop there on a positive note. This is recording the whole time? Yeah. I fucking want to kill you. <laughs> yeah, so that, see that white spot? That's yeah. me wanting to kill you. That's good. We're going to stop right there. Kill you. <laughs>